It is 11 p.m., and you are listening to WMSC 90.3 in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. This is Japan Nick of Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. You can hear my show every week uh, at this time, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's East Coast time. West Coast time is 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And uh, talking about uh, Headfoot Magazine for the hour and other things related to uh, Headsplit Records, but mostly the magazine. Um, been collecting that for a little while, and it's it's always coming off more and more amazed. Phenomenal read. Yo, what's up? Uh, it's uh, Japan Nick of Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Is this Rob? Yes, it is. Killer, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. So, uh, Rob, tell me your history as a heavy metal fan collecting scenes and a little bit about yourself. been a metalhead since about 7th, 8th grade. I'm not going to say I started collecting zines back then, but, you know, I pick them up at a show here and there, and uh, I was more into getting, like, the more mainstream ones um, back then, I'm sad to say. Some of the better ones I got all the time were, like, Terrorizer and uh, Hit Magazine. As far as the other ones go, I can't really recall them. Yeah, that's pretty much my life. <laughs> How large is your collection of zines, and what are some of your, like, favorite pieces from there? Like, please name drop a few awesome ones. God, there's so many. I um, I probably got a stack here, like three stacks, ten inches tall. I'm gonna say, uh, like I said, I liked as far as the more mainstream ones go. I liked, you know, Terrorizer, Pit Magazine. I have to throw out a big shout out to Slayer Magazine. Oh God, there's so many here. Let me see. You know, I got I, they're right here in my coffee table. Let me just whip one out. You know, one I found the other day in the, the old attic. Um, I was super happy to find again. It was one called Grimoire. And it was uh, done by this guy who called himself Bill the Bub. It was just like a fun layout, you know. Uh, he didn't take himself too seriously. He's got a whole bunch of, like, behind-the-scenes pictures, and he kind of would, like, do some funny Photoshop stuff on some of the band members, you know. And just, I have to say also, I always liked his, <laughs> he has a model, like, in the middle of his magazine, like a two, four-page spread. So I guess I could say that's where I got the idea to do the high school babes. I didn't mean to talk to this guy, actually. Is he, he was, from New Jersey? You know, I think he is from the... I think I know exactly who you're talking about. This dude, he used to actually be a part of WMSC, my radio station. Um, no way. For reals. And um, I really want to get a hold of that guy, actually. I just want to be like, hey, dude, check out Headsplit Magazine. I got some inspiration from you. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely send a message over to him. And, um, Do it. He, he was with MSC, I believe, from about 1985 or so to 1990, and then I think he moved on to WFMU in Jersey City. Huh. I'm not sure if he's yeah. still with FMU, but uh, he also does pretty insane horror movies, too. Well, aren't we all, all this metalheads? Yes. And um, Love that. How many, like, uh, grimoire issues did he have? You know, I, I only have uh, two, actually. I, don't, I can't find one. I remember having another one, and this one is... Uh, Number twenty-five. So oh, wow. at least to there. So I mean, yeah. Looking back on your collection, um, do you feel like you took any influence from any particular zines? Um, you know, obvious like cut and paste style. I always liked the aesthetic of that. Um, but not really. I mean, if anything, I guess you could say I kind of like was influenced to not do things from them. You know, because I just always have kind of been one of those guys scared of plagiarism or ripping someone off. So, you know, I try to take the cut and paste style and do something a little different with it every time. You know, that's about it. I mean, there's there's always those, like, reviews and interviews of basic things, you know. And I, I'll, I will say there's some articles I've read out there that I've, I, want, I wanted to be like, oh, I wish I thought of that. But, you know, I'm like, I can't straight up take it. So, yeah. Now, I guess, what kind of zines did you contribute to before you worked on um, the first Headsplit newsletter? Oh, um, none, actually. I, uh, I've been doing media stuff for the last 12 years, you know, flyers and CD cassette inserts, you know, whatever, lots of stuff like that, posters, T-shirts. Um, I kind of became the, like, I feel like the, cheap flyer guy in Portland for a while. <laughs> yeah, people would, you know, just see my flyer and be like, hey, who did that? Blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of what I was doing for a long time. I have so many flyers I've made. So 
it was definitely exciting to do something like a newsletter and magazine. Now, with HeadSplit, tell me the timeline on how the original cassettes were released and also those original six newsletters. Oh, uh, uh, well, let's see here. I've been on the old HeadSplit team uh, for four or five years now. Um, you know, I don't know exactly when Dylan, a.k.a. Disguster, Talcan 666 uh, started. I'm going to say it was around 2008 or 9, and I know there was a lot of, you know, home cassette duplication recording and a lot of print-your-own inserts and cutting them up, and it was a dark ghetto time for his split before I came. But, no, I uh, as far as newsletters, I... That came, you know, when I pretty much first joined. It was Dylan's idea. He's like, hey, let's do a newsletter. And I was like, all right, what do we got? What's the interviews? Hand it over. And so I threw it together. Yep, that's, that's about all I know. Now, how do you come up with the original group of people that came together to make those six newsletters, which were collected and re-released as Head Split Magazine number one? Uh, you know, it was, the newsletters were simple. I'd say it was, you know, maybe between me, Dylan, and just friends, you know, like Seth from Necrodrunks or Jason Gregory from Torture Rack. Dylan just would like, you know, throw it out there, be like, hey, do you want to do an interview or a review? And, uh, just us. And then we'd throw in like a funny game and do some other Photoshop stuff in there and, you know, just call it good. Then we had a nice little, uh little tour, or no, a uh, Portland live metal show thing on the back, which I always liked. And Nukes was the one who, Chris Nukes is the one who uh, used to whip that up together. I thought it was really helpful, actually, could just kind of look up any show throughout the next whole month. And that was it, just those, you know, couple guys, couple friends. How much of the artwork are you involved with, with Head Split Magazine? Well, when you say involved, I mean, I don't really do much artwork myself like I had throw in maybe one or two sketches in a magazine but as far as like involved goes I'm pretty much responsible now for you know finding the artist and I do a lot of like Facebook browsing them you know, I friend the artist and I throw it out there eventually I'm like hey what's up man you you want to throw a little border work at me and you know find some kind of trade or something and you know, most of them are totally down just for getting trading some tapes or and having the you know free mags sent to them. So that's awesome. And uh, Dylan still, you know, has a few artists that he, you know, we kind of split it up so I don't have to <laughs> give them all my goods, trade all my goods. But um, yeah, I guess also my wife Ellie is responsible for a lot of the artwork. Um, I mean, she, her, and more too. Are like the big the big ones there. Um, you know, the second magazine she did like every art page, which is I mean a lot of work. She puts a lot of work in every magazine, so I love her for that. She's beautiful, and uh, yeah, I just that's all I do pretty much. I just take it and lay it down. Aside from that, is there ever any possibility for like the aspiring artists out there, whether they're in America or worldwide, to contribute art to? Uh, Say head split number nine or number ten because that's that's what's on the horizon. What was the first now. part of the question again? Is there like room for new artists to contribute to future head splits? Oh yes, there's always room for artists. I was, I will say, I was pleasantly surprised this last time. Like I was kind of freaking out on art coming in, and all of a sudden, like it's always happens to me. I always panic a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I get like you know twenty emails full of awesome artwork, and I'm just like, whew. But, I mean, um, you know, I will always find a place for someone's artwork, whether it's in the next magazine or, you know, the next, next one, whatever. Or I mean, it's just all the, all the more the better. So there's plenty of room. Um, a lot of people throw it out at me that they want to, and, they, you know, I ask them, and they don't. And then, you know, I'll bug them the next time and see what's up. But, uh, you know, yeah, I would recommend anyone who wants to send any artwork in, even if it's a little doodle on a napkin at a restaurant, you know, just send it in. I love it all. Now, tell me, what kind of artist are you looking for? Kind of artist? I mean, like, you know, I like, 
I got like serious artwork. I like exaggerated artwork. I like you know you can have like cartoons in there. You can have a goofy dog drinking a beer. You know for all I care, uh, something funny and you know grotesque preferably. I like anything disgusting. Uh, <laughs> anything like that is always welcome. Uh, hellish, nightmare stuff. You know all that good stuff. For the DIY community that's on the verge of creating their own newsletters, tell me, like, how can, like, your local punk or metal or grind fan go on and make, like, their first newsletter? Give me some advice. Well, you know, actually Portland happens to be probably one of the strongest punk and metal and all of it community. I mean, there's a great underground here. Um, So I've been, I've been, Checking out a lot of newsletters throughout the years, but uh, as far as our newsletter goes, I mean, like I say, just you know, seek out the people. You know, ask your friend. You know, hey, do you want to do a review for this band? You know, preferably we like to keep it within the year's time. And you know, I uh, maybe to bribe them a little, I'll be like, hey, you know, because we get a lot of CDs sent in to us. People want us to check out their music and stuff, and you know, I'll check it out, but I can't write a review up for everyone or anything, so I will give that to the friends and be like, hey, you know, here's three free CDs, you know, take 10 minutes on one, write me up a review, or like stuff like that. Um, as far as interviews go, it's, I've noticed that when I just ask people to do an interview or Dylan does, it's like, you know, sometimes it's nice to hook them up with it to make it convenient for them. Like, hey, you know, you're, you like thrash, but always you like to interview Hellstar, for example. I'll hook it, I'll, I'll contact them and I'll set them up with you. And that helps, you know, kind of get it going. And I like to also have different people interviewed. It's always nice because uh, it's nice to hear from a different person. I mean, I can write up I, – I only actually write that many interviews myself. Dylan writes up most of them. But it's definitely nice to have someone else, a new voice, ask whatever they're interested in. So, you know, ask around for other people. You, you do something yourself, but have some friends try it too. So, like, what is, like, the physical way of doing this, though, with, like, the paper and all that, though? The paper? Yeah, yeah, to actually, like, make the zine. Oh, well, to make the physical thing, I mean, you got to have a, a good print shop, you know, because, I mean, this stuff's expensive now. Like, luckily, we were kind of grandfathered into a print shop with a particular friend of ours in the metal scene who totally down with it and contributes art and loves to do it so you know we got we got a good deal with him um that's like i said a big one you know i mean you would never want to go to kinko's or something that would just cost you way too much you got to find like a privatized print company that's willing to you know find a good price break for you and i mean so far i say every time we make you know two to three hundred now we're more to like three to four hundred range from the magazines and well, I'd say that's an essential part <laughs> to find a good print company, if that's what you're talking about. But, definitely, yeah. definitely. Okay. For making zines, too, is it pretty much exactly the same type of advice? Yes, actually. I thought we were talking about magazines. But yeah, we, yeah. Got, uh, we used to do the newsletters at um, Kinko's, and that would be barely affordable. <laughs> we used to just give those away, though. We didn't make anything off those. That was just kind of something to pass out and... There you go. Kind of bring attention to head split and give you something to read while you're on the toilet. So, what type of festivals and like concerts does head split typically support these days? Well, I mean, you know, head split is kind of nukes. The, the head split booking was kind of Chris Nukes' area. We're not like directly connected as like he's not like part of the head split label as far as. I mean, it's kind of like his own thing, and he took on the Headslip name for, like, a net mutual. I'm not really sure how him and Dylan worked that out. As far as other shows go, Dylan gets a lot going with, um, you know, promoters he knows around town. And uh, I don't feel like I've done a good Headsplit Presents show for a while. I, I know Dylan doesn't really want to get into that too much. It is a lot of stress. Um, that's really kind of, if you're into that, it's kind of got to be your thing to be a show promoter. I mean, that's like, that's like all you can do, how much time it goes into. I mean, I know Nukes is busy, 
and it's stressful for him. But, you know, it pays off most of the time, I think, for him. He loses some money here and there. As far as his foot goes, I mean, it just shows that Dylan gets together. He knows everyone. Dylan knows everyone. So he, he'll just, you know, say, hey, make it a head slip present show. You know, but I don't know. It's mostly just every metal band that's cool. <laughs> it's real. What are some of the major difficulties involved in being one of the major people behind Head Split Magazine? What are some of the responsibilities you said? Yeah, major difficulties. Like, you know, you, oh, you've got to create it, you got to publish it, and then you got to distribute it, too. Yes. Well, I would say one of the more stressful parts is in the beginning, um, acquiring all the art, like I said, um, making sure the interviews come in time. It's, you know, I, we feel like jerks bugging these bands over and over. Some, you know, some bands are great. Like, they respond immediately. Like, I mean, for example, King Fowley or, uh, why am I flanking on the guitarist of Hellstar right now's name? Um, just, they respond instantly. And I understand people are busy, especially on the holidays and stuff. Um, but, like I said, it's like, I'll try and get the artwork in time and some artwork also doesn't match up. <laughs> like it's not a big deal, but like I like to match up the artwork style with the style of band. And I don't want to put like demons burning down a church for like a, a thrash metal band necessarily. I'd like rather have you know just little things like that. And making sure everything comes in time can be stressful. Um, and then there's always the printing. Uh, printing we have good first dibs as far as production in the. Uh, place we go, but there's also like problems that arise. There's like uh, you know things, and then our printer guy like, well, you know, you, we just printed off 50, you want 150 more, and we try to make deadlines all the time, basically for like bigger shows, so we can get it out there. And then um, promotion, I mean distribution. I'm, I just, we pretty much go around town, we take them on tour or wherever. That's always fun, just getting them out there. I like to do that whatever that's called, a little bit of entrepreneur or something. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm getting more into trying to call up places now and do a little bit of that too, which is kind of challenging. I don't want to sound like some annoying salesman, you know, so it's like, Hey, like, you know, I'll, I'll send you a few magazines to your record store. Tell me how you like it. And then maybe we can work out a wholesale deal. You know, so I'm getting more into that. So I, I just really want to get out there. You know, I'm not, I don't even want to charge people. You know, so I'd rather I'd rather have you read it than uh, make a bunch of money off it. Because we sure we sure don't. What has been the all-time most proudest moment when it came to being part of Headsplit Magazine? Every time a new magazine comes out, I gotta say I get a little bit more pumped or you know savage about it. I just freak out for a little bit. I'm, I'm tired by the time they're done, and then I, I kind of take a few days break, and then I'm just like, wow, you know, I like then I'll sit down on the toilet and read this thing and I love it you know it's like each one is another prouder moment and with the new one number nine it's full color obviously that feels great um and when I say full color I mean there's there's selective color in there I don't want to scare people off with the color I, I've gotten a lot of flack from people saying only black and white's real bro <laughs> and you know I like I respect that but I'm telling you, when you see the blood coming out of the skulls and the the green bile coming out of corpses on this new one, you will you will love it. About how much of the the new issue is in color? Like ten percent, twenty? Yeah, it's like I said, it's like every page has a little bit of color. For you know, for example, in the last magazines, I would get all these images, you know, from bands, and I'd. Uh, turn them black and white and kind of highlight them correctly and it actually took more work to do that than just to leave them in color and that's kind of where I got the idea from was you know like you know these are, these are already all like the band logos are in color all these things are in color you know there's all these awesome artwork I can throw like in the kind of background image and uh, I was like you know how about I just have some have the artists just try and throw a little color in there and so like I said I mean I like leave a lot of the image color and the borders are maybe you know not so in color but a, a lot of color came in which takes a lot of work from those artists and i like really gotta say i owe you guys one you got some good stuff coming in the mail from head split but uh i'd say every page has a little bit of color in there so it's cool now t tell me about some of the awesome features included in head split scene number nine you know since the beginning of the newsletter there wasn't as much artwork 
and some of the other ones I'd I'd run out artwork uh, and a lot of bands. So what we started doing was focusing on more articles and stuff. And I'd, I'd say this one has a good amount of articles and you know fun little features on the side there, like uh, you know street poops. This this issue's got street poops in full color. It's it's guaranteed to make you barf. We have a really great Kanye tribute um, for people talking about memories and everything, with lots of pictures. Um, and, there's, you know, there's a lot. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay. There's some disgusting stories in there. <laughs> it's a lot of good stuff. Besides, obviously, Head Split, can you tell me your five favorite current in-print zines and what you really like about them? In-print zines? Um, the living ones. First off, I mean, in general, I like you know, cut and paste. I don't, I like the ones that have uh, a good layout artwork. And let's see here. I mean, I, let me just dig through. I'm just kind of looking here. Okay, here's one. Terzin. Um, Terzin, I don't know where this guy's from, actually. I feel like it's Europe, for all I know. Terzin's really cool because it's got a lot of awesome bands. Every page has some artwork. Um, you know, I try and stay away from a lot of that kind of hyperimposed or uh, text. The, the text over pictures is kind of hard to read and, you know, it's boring. This guy's got a lot of awesome pictures in there. Yeah, I like his layout. Kind of the I don't care layout, but it, it just looks good. Let's see, we got a, uh, okay, we got old Tony, Tony Horez is reborn through ashes. Reborn from ashes, sorry. He's always full of tons of good artwork that he does himself. Um, his interviews are funny and pretty straightforward. He's got some good articles in there. Let me see here. Well, of course, good old Slayer. Slayer's probably the best. You can get that new, that new uh, big book of all of them. That are, uh, you know, hardcover ones. See, we got Chromium Dioxide. Dylan gave me this one a little while ago. It's it's just over the top. I mean, there's so much work put in this. <laughs> it's got super awesome articles. Like, what if? What if metal went mainstream? I mean, it's got this custom art of, you know, uh, metalheads with their Pez dispenser. Metalheads on Pez, same as Metal Legends. And there's a the, the action figure thing here, like the Atheist action figure series. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Um, articles are funny, and the interviews are, like, really personal. It's, like, a lot of the stuff that, you know, you get scared to ask people sometimes. And these guys just don't care. And that's what, you know, you want. You want to read the stuff that's a little a little uh, controversial, I guess. So Chromium Dioxide, it's Layer Magazine. Here we go. Oh, and of course I got to throw a little shout out to Oregon uh, fanzine done by Putrid and uh, this other dude here. Uh, have you checked that one out yet, Nick? Um, no. I mean, like with me, I'd say my list in Slain from Finland. Um, I love just the attention to detail about everything going on and like. Western and Northern Europe, um, Utilations, The Beyond, love the black metal edge with that. Reborn from Ashes, totally agree with what you say. Feudal Soil, it's, it's really crazy and out there. I love the feel of that. But um, I, I, can't, I can't say that I've read that one that you asked about. The Oregon one you can get on Hell's Headbangers. It's, uh, it is straight up. Like, I know it took them, like, two years to do, pretty much. Because, um, I mean, it is straight up everything cut and paste. It is handwritten text. I mean, it's it's just awesome. I think it's probably for, like, nine bucks on Hell's Bangers. I highly recommend it. It took me, like, literally a month to get through it on the toilet. And uh, it's just full of good comics and stories and interviews and... Yeah, I recommend that. Also, um, Paul Caressi also, I started contacting him, or he contacted me, whatever, uh, Slow Grinder, and then he sent me a, some files of his stuff. It is pretty cool. I like his layout a lot, too. A lot of good artwork from Mortus and Tony Horez, I think, uh, does some in there. Check him out. I haven't actually gotten a hard copy yet, and uh, I think we're going to make a trade here soon, but definitely check those as a Soul Grinder. Oh, yeah, Soul Grinder from Allentown, PA. I know those yeah, guys. I'm not sure where he's from. I actually I just started talking to the guy, so I'm probably do a little trade here with him pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I got a uh, Cemetery Lust interview in there recently, and hopefully getting a Hatchet interview there. 
for issue number four. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure what he's up to yet. Good dude. Uh, Paul is really extreme into metal and totally about, like, South American and I think Peruvian metal scene very hard. Ooh, they're rousing me. You have any crazy new YouTube clips on the horizon? Because I, I know sometimes, like, you do that every couple of months, and it's always, oh, like, some crazy thing. Head split ads. Yeah, head split ads. Ooh, yeah. Well, we are definitely going to do another one here really soon, uh, I think in the spring. We're going to go for a spring ad. We almost did one that was hilarious. It's a little raunchy. Um, and we had we had the script kind of written out for it. Um, but we got another, on top of the last six releases, we got like another five releases that are so coming out. We're going to wait till that's in, which I think comes in the 18th or something here, so... We'll probably get another good one in around that time before Famine Fest, maybe, hopefully. And I'm glad you like them. Thank you for asking about that. They're they're fun to make. Yeah, and also the Chicken Circle Pig Bleepers. Keep in mind, uh-huh. we're on college you, radio. You found that, huh? Oh, that, that's so awesome, man. I've showed that to some <laughs> of my friends, and they're like, this is insane, man. Yeah, I just uh, that was I did that for school project i was actually taking film classes and uh let's see it was supposed to be a documentary style so it's you know just a bunch of buddies i know out and the the booze there that uh are bikers and uh i ride with them you know here and there um i just me and ellie my wife wrote a random story for this thing you know i always wanted to continue that too i'm still Still gonna make a few more of those. I've been told that it's kind of like uh, that one show. Um, I never watched it, so I can't remember the name right now. Cops? No, it's the one with the um, you know the guys out, the hick guys or whatever, kind of redneck dudes. Porn stars? No. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're all hicks on TV. Um, yeah, everyone's hicks on TV. But uh, yeah, I recommend that for anyone who hasn't seen it. We can't say it on here though. On the yeah, air. the Chicken Circle. Pig bleepers. Pig bleepers. You can Pig understand bluffers. what we're trying to say. But enough I about that. Um, do you think you're ever going to make, like, maybe a sequel to that? I am. I want to. You know, unfortunately, one of the one of the members in that video died, actually, like, shortly after making it. Fat Tire? So, uh, the, yes. Yes. It does say Rip Fat Tire on there, doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, that was sad. He, I, I don't know what happened to him. He had some kind of weird stroke or something and uh Gearhart's the main guy one of the most awesome guys I've ever met uh he's a total animal when you get out of here Nick I'll take you to his house you'll have the best time of your life out there in the farm awesome man yo and <laughs> seriously though what are some of the killer music stores out there in the greater Portland area that you can track down a copy of Head Split well um I try and take them to as many places as possible we got Second Avenue Records, of course. That's the big Portland, every biggest guy, everything. All records, all metal, CDs, vinyl, you name it, T-shirts. It's awesome. My first one in there when I was 15, it's, I got to work there for two weeks once when I was 18. It was great. Um, they have a ton of zines and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and we have the kind of the, whatchamacallit, the, Pawn stars of music. There's three places called Everyday Music. I just uh, I take it. One of the one of the stores is cool. They let me take them in there, and they always sell out. You know, I, I come in there like three days later, and they're all gone. And the other two stores, you know, give me crap about it. They're like, well, you know, we don't really do that here. I'm like, hey, just take one or two, and I guarantee you they'll sell. Because there's a lot of metalheads in Portland, like I said, they're everywhere, and uh, so there. You know, a lot of places don't want to sell them for you. They just want you. They'll, you know, you can leave them there for free. Sometimes they'll do that. I'll leave one or two. And then uh, we've got Blackwater Records. Blackwater's one of the hidden spots to get metal and punk in Portland. Um, they always will take them. And they also have a really good selection of underground zines and all that. And then, uh, you know, I don't know. There's tons of record stores, tons of those. Not many of them are down for taking it. Um, oh, there's another really cool one. Floating World Comics has opened up in Chinatown now. They have tons of FYI artwork projects and comics and 
they're just always down. They always sell out there. It's really cool. Um, yeah, that's about it that I can think of right now. Personally, for me, thinking back on my trip to Portland, nothing beat trips to to uh, Blackwater. It's just like I looked at their zine collection, and it's just like I'm going to try and be nice and only take one of each one. <laughs> right. Because it's all you can get. There's a lot there. Yeah, I mean, it was insane, though. I mean, it's just like I've never seen a selection of zines that that impressive. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I have gotten a few from there myself through, through the times. I try and support the uh, metal ones. Some of the punk ones are really cool, too. They I like their style, actually. They have a more wild style, I guess. That the, the Like, I guess I kind of joke about my... I call it my poser cut and paste style in the Headslip magazine because it's just—it's not real cut and paste. I kind of just use that style as an aesthetic, and uh, you know, no one—I don't, no one's complained about it. You know, it's like—is that real or fit? You know, it's like they—they they know it's just—it yeah. looks cool. They do a lot of real cut and paste, which I totally appreciate. I just don't have the time to whip out a magazine every season and do real cut and paste. It takes a long time, I tell you. I think anyone can agree with that. He does cut and paste magazines. It takes a lot of work. Right now, what back issues of Head Split are available? Uh, let's see. I got you know I got a plenty of Head Split eight left. I think I, I think I literally have one Head Split six left on the Blogspot site. Um, you know I'd have to dig around. <laughs> However, I am gonna take a good season off and just try and. You know, kind of go through them and correct them a little. There's some spelling corrections, some other random stuff that could use some work, and definitely put out like another 50 of each. It's about time. You think you'll ever be uh, releasing any of like people's collections of the silver issues, or is just like that sacred stuff for people to like bring with them to their grave or something? Yeah, the, the silver issues. You know, um, I have to say, there. Well, there are four contributors, uh, artists, columnists, uh, reviewers, uh, photographers. Uh, when we started, I did maybe 10, because that's only in the first couple of magazines. There's only probably about that many contributors now. We're up to like, you know, 20, 25. So I'll, I'll print off like 20, 25 silver editions. The only thing that's different about those is it's just a nice silver cover. Um, and they're exclusive. You know, I, I do... If I have some extra ones, I'll like you know it's like the last one. I'll I'll send that to somebody. Um, yeah. So if you want to get one, just send in some artwork, and I'll give you a silver edition. So they're shiny. For fans outside of Portland, how can they order the zine? Um, let's see. Well, me and Dylan had this crazy setup here with two websites. Now it's kind of a way that we can both make a little something out of it. Because um, I don't work for money for Dylan. I work for tapes and posters and CDs and whatever that you know, I have any part in. He pretty much just trades me back in tapes. And uh, originally he used to give me, you know, buy the magazines, buy some magazines for me. Now I'm like, you know, it's time to contribute, put them, put them in the get, put our money in together in the pot, you know, and let's just do this as a kind of a partnership. Dylan still owns all of it. I'm just kind of the the janitor of head split. Um, so I totally forgot the question. What was it again? Just, uh, just how how can people like in other states oh, or well, other yeah, countries just, actually okay, so get you it? Got two sites, like I was saying. You got two sites. You can either go to his or mine. Dylan's is headsplitstorenv.com. Mine is the blog spot. I guess mine site is more kind of filled with updates and stuff. And there's and give a me the URL section. too. Uh, the URL of it? Yes, the uh, URL. Blogspot? I think it's just, uh, let me see here. Headsplit, blah, blah, headsplitrecords.blogspot.com. <laughs> and, you know, there's some, I have been kind of lazy with the updates since I've been working in the magazine, I must admit. I just put a new, uh, ad up for the tapes that are out on the 18th, uh, Magazines, give a little taste of the interviews in there, the head split releases. We've got some merchandise. It's usually just we try to release like a good shirt every year or so. Um, and then we got archives where I try and I try to keep up with this. Just put in 
as much as the media as I can, which can be a cool little thing to check out. Um, try not to put it all in there, so there's something left for the magazines. And then there's this old Uncle Drucker, that's me, uh, just using new CDs for sale. Get some pretty good deals in there. I try and put up some bundle packs, promo packs, all that good stuff every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. There's always, there's a lot of stuff going on. Dylan keeps me so, so busy. Uh, he's always got a new idea out there. You know, I just say, if you really care about Head Slitter, you like metal cassettes and all that stuff, just, you know, like the the Facebook page and, you know, keep you updated on there. You can check out the, the blog spot. And uh, I, I'm, now that I'm done with number nine, I'm going to be a little more active with it, all right? Um, check that out. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you if you like metal zines, um, old-school metal zines, check out the new number nine. It's a good place to start if you haven't gotten one yet. It'll drag you, suck you right in. Um, you know, aside from that, not much else. Final word. All right, uh, Will. Famine Fest is coming up. Get your butts there. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy for you, Oregon, Washington, maybe some Californian people. Uh, listen to Nick's Japan Japan Nick's radio station and uh, keep it nasty. You know, wipe those turns up good and drink a beer. This is Rob Drucker. Ooh yeah. Make sure to check out Japan Nick's rock and metal pandemonium station. Ooh yeah. Nowhere else will you get the most essential news with the most hottest members in metal of society. And, uh, well, there you go. That's awesome, man. Have an insane time at Famine Fest. Yeah, I wish you could be there, brother. Uh, maybe next year, huh? Um, whenever I can pony up the money. Right right now, uh, funds are a little tight, so. Okay, man. Well, you know, keep, keep tabs. I'm going to have the magazine out in a week here. I'm going to try and usually their first night uh, releasing them is Famine Fest night. I'm going to try and get them out for people online maybe like, you know, in the next week here. So, you know, everyone check in. They're about 7 bucks on uh, the old blog spot. I think Dylan does the same deal, 5 bucks, 2 bucks shipping, whatever. Uh, I also have some, like, promo packs. Like, I'll do, like, the eight number 8 with 9 for, like, a little deal or something, you know. So check that out. Um, I, I'm yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, have a good one, Nick. I'm going to go back into the, the office, a.k.a. the bathroom. Okay, thanks a lot, man. Be safe out there. Adios. All right, later. That was a fantastic interview with Rob from uh, Headsplit Records. Um, really, really, really love that zine out there in Portland and everything that's going on out there. And uh, now, keeping things in the extreme metal mood, let's listen to Gorefest with Putrid Stench of Human Remains, and maybe we'll follow that up with Confessions of a Serial Killer. Stay tuned to WMSC 90.3.
Hey, what's up? This is Japan Nick of Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. It is approaching the end of the second hour of this radio show. And in this hour, we heard a really awesome interview from Rob Spisak, one of the head dudes behind Head Split Magazine. Uh, a double shot of gore fest with putrid stench of human remains and confessions of a serial killer from gore fest. Full of hell. That was a song from Wolverine Blues by Entombed. 